Yeah, I had a good relationship with Kobe. Not we weren't bosom buddies, yeah. but whenever I saw him, it was it was all love, and you know we emailed occasionally about different things. I say Kobe was a better person than a lot of people know, and I'm not saying his reputation was negative, but a lot of people may not have gotten to know him as well. You know, obviously as fans, and he was about family, and we could see that after he retired, he really poured into his family. And he was very intelligent, and he was easy to talk to. You could walk up to him as he's walking out of the arena or out of the locker room and just go up to him and start talking to him, and he would talk to you. So he was a really good person. Now, obviously, his legacy on the court will be one of the greatest right. to ever play. Welcome to a new episode of The Roman Gabriel Show. Coming in with me is award-winning journalist and broadcaster for Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports Radio. He's a published author, on-air NBA thought leader. You can catch him on Fox Sports 1 with his new program. First things first, he's one of the great guys in sports, and if you want to know about the NBA, this guy has it all. We're going to talk to him about Kobe Bryant. We're going to talk to him about his love of the NBA and so much more. Enjoy this conversation right here on the Roman Gabriel Show with Chris Broussard. Hey everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, the host of the Roman Gabriel Show. As you know, this program's more than just talking to high-impact entertainment and sports personalities. Let me tell you a way that you can help our sold-out youth foundation. Helping kids nationwide to live a drug and alcohol-free life and giving them success plans that work. Here's how you can donate to help. Take your mobile phone. Text. Sold out 20 to 484848. That's sold out 20 to 484848. And help us help the nation's kids to stay drug and alcohol free. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show. Well, man, I got a guy coming in that I've loved for a long time on ESPN. He is, uh, well, if you know NBA, this guy knows it. But all sports, this guy just loves sports and he has a passion for life and uh, Chris Broussard with us. Chris, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends, so it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. I remember watching you play quarterback, and, and you know, so it's it's an honor to be here with you. I meet, obviously, a lot of athletes, former athletes, current athletes, um, and mostly basketball because that's what I did cover most of my career. But it's great to meet you because, you know, growing up, seeing men who modeled, you know, faith in God and, and just family and, and those types of things, it's very important. And so now that I have a little platform now with Fox Sports, I try to do the same thing. You've been covering sports for a long, long time. This is 28 years, 26 at the Super Bowl. And, you know, as I look at some of the most highly impactful, you know, we've been very fortunate in our lifetime to live through some of the greatest athletes of all right. time. Right. But when I look at what the components of a great athlete and I look at what you're talking about, I cannot believe the number of NFL athletes over the years that I've dealt with that that is their way they live. Um, you know, right. people look at the guys and look at the athletes they are. And yesterday I had the privilege of interviewing Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I've known Patrick since he was at Texas Tech. And yep. um, he's exactly what you're describing. There's a humility. There's a honesty. There's an appreciation for where he's at. There's an appreciation for the people in his life. Yep. Uh, and then there's that faith that he was talking about yesterday that says, how I stay grounded, that's the only way. You know, in the world we live in, that's the only way. And, and, and athletes today that live that way, they're so appealing right. to young people. 
Uh, and he was talking about that yesterday, just about how he had an impact from his father and those athletes he was around in those locker rooms. And now he gets to do what he always wanted to do, which is now an impact in young people's right. lives. Yeah, I think I agree with you that you see, you do see a lot of athletes who have that faith. And there's two things. One, I think when you become a professional athlete, especially a star when in this culture, you are celebrated tremendously and you get all the material benefits of life. And so a lot of them see that, yeah, I've got all this. I've got the fame, the adulation, the fortune, anything I can want, I can have, but that's not enough to fulfill you. And so the only other place to turn is to God. And so I think that's one reason that you see maybe athletes come to faith. We interviewed Deion Sanders on our show, The Eye Couple, yesterday. And we, we all remember his conversion, and he was prime time. And, you know, he had everything that he, you could have in life, but he still knew something was missing. And, of course, he turned to God for that. And I also think... We just interviewed LT Ladanian Tomlinson, yeah. one of the greatest running backs of all time. And one of the strong faith-based guys yes, in the world. Yes, yes. And he was saying, I asked him about quarterback. Now, he had Phillip Rivers, another man of faith, as his quarterback. And I was saying, a lot of the quarterbacks, the best right. ones we've ever seen, they had some had faith, but most of the best ones were always kind of family guys, right. stable, steady you know, not Lucy Goosey, not not. That's Tom Brady to me. Right, right. The the go and Joe Montana was you exactly. know. So Steve Young, I asked Roger him how Stahlbach. important that was. Yeah, you've seen very few great quarterbacks who were just divas. You know. Well, you have to. The, the and you said the difference between a wide receiver in the league today and a quarterback. There's so much responsibility in a quarterback, not just on the field but off the field, to be a leader. Right. And in order to be a leader. You have to be that at home, and you have to be that with your kids. And I, right. I'll never forget Tony Dungy telling me this. This was back in 2006 uh, when he wrote his first book, and we sat down, and, I, and, and he said something really dynamic, and it was, hey, you know, I know these guys are great football players, but I, but it's not important because I know that's going to be there. What's right. important to me is is what kind of parents, what right. kind of man, how do they handle themselves in the community? Because if they can handle themselves off the field, they can deal with it on the That's field. Right. And, That's and right. I, but that was opposite. I grew up with coaches. It was like, hey, I got you all the time right here on this field, and when I'm done with you, do I don't really care what you do. That's none of my business. Right. Uh, as long as you do it here, that's all that counts. And I thought that was the first guy, and I was so happy when he won the Super Bowl because he you know, it the validated, one thing, it validated his approach. His approach. Right. Exactly. So yep. now you see so many of this generation of coaches understanding that. No and doubt. Patrick Mahomes said something yesterday I thought was really interesting. They asked him about, you know, how do you do the, you know, uh, these these no-look passes and do you work on those? Is that something you think about? He goes, well, I'll tell you, my coach really worked on that with me. I actually practiced that at wow. Texas Tech. And then he said when I came and met Andy Reid, he said, listen, I want you to be you. You practice those things. Try new things in practice. Do the things that you want right, to do. Right. Because you can figure it out there, and then you'll know what you can do in a game. Right. So he said he just let me be me. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's important. And uh, especially when you got a guy who, are, who has the right material inside of him, not just physically, but some guys you couldn't say that to. You know that because they would take advantage right. of it or do it the wrong way. But when you see a guy with the character that Pat Mahomes has – and then, you know, that's when you can say, look, be you, because you know he's not going to go astray with it. I actually think, Roman, 
and and I hope people take this the right way. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. That's ridiculous at this point, or that he definitely will be. But I do see that potential. Yes, yes. Like you know, there's an athlete every or two every generation that you look at and say he could, like LeBron James. Right. We knew in high school he could one day be better than right. Michael Jordan. Now whether they do it or not, we'll see. But I think that Mahomes has that ability. And we'll see if he can go ahead and live and it he's out. In he's the off right to a great system. start. He's oh, got the yeah. right coach. He's got the team yeah. surrounding him. It, to me, it looks like a Tom Brady situation where you have this system that, where you have a coach. That, and that, that's what I've heard from quarterbacks all the time is quarterbacks have to have a comfortability, a system. Right. And they, ha- and they have to know that they're going to work. In the NFL today, it's too hard. I just had Eric Kippel, who was a quarterback of the yep. Detroit Lions. Yep. Eric had six different offensive coordinators. How can you possibly be your best, no matter how tall right. you are, if you're learning a system right. every year? You're and right. That, when t- people talk about Tom Brady, 22 years with two coordinators, uh, you know what you're doing. And yep. Patrick said it yesterday. He said, "Listen, the difference between me and a year ago, and people think I was the MVP a year ago, is I'm I'm more comfortable in terms of the reads, in terms of the things that I need to do mentally, in terms of the people around me. It takes time, and Andy right. Reid and my coordinator understand that, and they let me." Be who I am on and off the field. That's interesting because I've people that really, really know the game, like like you play quarterback, obviously, that can look at the little things that a quarterback does. I've heard them say he's having a better year this year yeah. than he did last year. You look at the numbers and you just think, oh, last year was better. But they've said the reads, the yeah. the, the things he doesn't do that he did last year, some maybe some mistakes or risky things. That's the difference, and he's having a better year. Chris Broussard's with us, and uh, the, the Fox show, tell me again. Yeah, uh, well, our radio show is The Odd Couple with Rob Parker. That's, That's right. on 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, for, uh, 7 to 10 Eastern. And then I'm on all of our Fox Sports 1 TV shows, uh, Undisputed with yeah, Skip and Shannon. That. It's awesome. Yeah, First Things First, uh, The Herd with Colin Cowherd, and Lock It In. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate. And remember... You can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text Sold Out 20 to 484848. That's Sold Out 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. Chris Broussard with us on the Roman Gabriel Show. Remember, go to romangabrielshow.com and uh, same thing on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Chris, you know, obviously we had a tragedy with one of the great basketball, one of the great athletes of all time, uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, you're a guy who knows Kobe, knew Kobe. It's hard to say that you knew him. Uh, talk about Kobe and what he made him special and, and, and just what your thoughts on him yeah. are. Yeah. My interaction, I had a good relationship with Kobe. Not We weren't bosom buddies, yeah. but whenever I saw him, it was, it was all love. And, you know, we emailed occasionally about different things. I say Kobe was a better person than a lot of people know, you know, in terms of, and, and I'm not saying his reputation was negative, <clears throat> but, you know, a lot of people may not have gotten to know him uh, as well, you know, obviously as fans. And he was about family, and we could see that 
you know, after he retired, he really poured into his family and he was very intelligent and um, he was easy to talk to. You know, he, he was very easy to talk to. You could walk up to him as he's walking out of the arena or out of the locker room and just go up to him and start talking to him and he would talk to you. So he was a really good person. I think his legacy, now obviously his legacy on the court will be one of the greatest right. to ever play, but I think over time his legacy will be as much mental as it was physical, and I think people will really begin to look at how he approached everything he did. And the way he approached it was – I'm not going to do anything halfway. I'm not going to do anything just to do it. He didn't do anything just to be, oh, I'm Kobe Bryant. I could make money for doing this. I don't want to, but I can make money. No, he poured. When he was playing basketball, he was 110% on basketball. Then he was done with basketball, and he was done with it. He moved on into business, into his family, and he made one of the greatest transitions I've ever yeah. seen for a superstar athlete. Um, you know, he best-selling author, Oscar-winning film producer, media mogul with his production company because he poured everything he had into that as well as his family. And I think that's what his legacy will become. Don't do anything halfway. Do it full board. Chris, what is it about that? Because, uh, you know, I understand what you're talking about because growing up, I was in locker rooms when I was four and five years old, watching every day what a champion does, watching my father, watching him show an example of yep. what champions do and how they live their life and how they commit themselves and are perseverant, committed. They don't let things get in the way. Uh, but when you look at people like Kobe and like Tom Brady and like other people like this, you know what what is it about uh, superstar athletes? It sounds like to me that what you talked about earlier that uh, – Balance is absolutely essential. They, they they are able to compartmentalize, but they also are balanced people. It seems right. Like. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, I think balance is the key in every aspect of life. You know, um, whether it's different churches and the things they deal with, you have to have balance. You have to address everything. Um, and I think it's the same way for a great athlete. And one thing about the great athletes, I think too, is when you're kind of called or supposed to do something then you can do it and you don't get caught up in in looking at your accomplishments right. or your achievements or what the outside is thinking like you know I do a lot of speaking and, and obviously I'm on TV and radio and I don't have to think too much about it if, if I get some credit for something I did I don't get caught up in oh wow right, they right. said this you just do it kind of because you know you're supposed to, where you're supposed to be so I always wonder how a great athlete could be in the Super Bowl, could be in the NBA Finals, and not let the moment right. be too big, not get caught up in, wow, this I'm but, really but doing it. But I think it. the ones that have a passion for the game, the ones who really love what they do, right. it's a daily thing that they love to do. So the, it doesn't get too big because right. they're not thinking result. It's kind of like what Nick Saban always says as a coach. It's this play, the next That's play. That's right. You know, That's he's right. probably been one of the great coaches to be able to take expectations and tap them and down, them down. Right. and get them to play every day, yep. even though every game for them is somebody giving them their best shot. Right, and that's the best way to look at it. As you know, you can't, they, these athletes this week can't go into this thinking, wow, this is the Super right. Bowl. 
they got to go into the thing. It's just another game. It's another game, and I got to approach it just like every other game. Did you hear what Tiger Woods had to say uh, you know, about Kobe? About the whole you talked about the mental approach. I, I thought it was really interesting what Tiger oh, said yeah. about that he didn't look at it so much as even though he was a great player and followed him obviously growing up in LA right. outside in Cerritos. But he said the mental thing is what he did that I really no was question. drawn to. No question. And, and again, I do think that will become, again, we'll never forget about the basketball. But that will become as big a part of his legacy as anything. And I think people from all walks of life will be able to learn from that. You know, you've been covering sports for a long, long time. If it's faith, family, and right, sports, right? Um, and uh, t- I know that means a great deal to you. So, what does faith, family, and sports mean to Chris Broussard? Well, you said at first it all begins with with your faith in God, yes, and that's just changed my life. You know, I I really I became a Christian in my senior year. I grew up in the church, but wasn't you know living a, a, a godly life, and you know didn't understand having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So. Uh, my senior year in college is when I really got serious about my faith, and it's just changed my entire life. It's hard for me to fathom being where I am if I didn't have right. that faith, because when you have tough times, you know where to go. We all have tough times. You know, we're all going to have tough times, but when you have faith in God, you're rooted and that gets you through the tough times. That gets you through the storms of life and the storms of your career. And so, it's helped me tremendously, and I, I obviously try to pass that down to my two daughters. And uh, my wife is a woman of faith, so um, our family, you know, God is very important to us. And every all the success that we've had has come out of that faith in, in Him. Chris, been a long time coming. I've uh, up from afar watched your career, and we know a lot Thank of said a lot of the same yep. people. And yep. uh, God bless you and what you're doing. Appreciate you taking the time to come on the Roman Gabriel Show. It today. was my pleasure. And anytime you need me, let me know, and uh, I'll definitely come on. Chris Broussard. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel, Nick Ruffini, and Kirsten Cluthy. Audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music and entertainment podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com.